The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Once again, my thanks to uh, Chris Hadfield for joining us to talk about uh, space, what happened with the Soyuz yesterday. He is he's coming to town next Thursday. He is speaking at the Northern Light Scout Foundation uh, dinner, uh, and it is, uh, it's going to be a great night. There's still some tickets available. I have some tickets to give away coming up before 3 o'clock this afternoon. Thanks for all your texts about that uh, interview. It's always great to talk to him. I love his perspective on the world and how he sees things. I uh, want to shake things up right now. Uh, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business has released a report saying that high schools are not adequately preparing students for the workforce. Joining us with more uh, is CFIB policy analyst and co-author of the report, Emily Hayes. Hey, Emily. Hey, Jalen. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. I appreciate it. So um, let's let's start with this. Um, what was the, the, the biggest thing that jumped out at you when you were doing this study and, and what was found? So one of the biggest things that really jumped out at us is that the fact that small businesses are really facing record high job vacancy rates, uh-huh. yet unemployment rates among youth ages 15 to 24 remains almost twice as high as the Canadian average. There's obviously a disconnect between what educational institutions and governments are touting and the real needs of small businesses. So, You'll see a lot of talk about hackathons, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what our small businesses are looking for. It said uh, in the report that um, schools at the secondary and post-secondary level tend to be more focused on preparing youth for higher education instead of work. And too many young people enter the workforce without the critical soft skills employers look for, putting them at a serious disadvantage when they look for that first foundational job or that first, uh, yeah, the foundational first job. What are those soft skills that are so important? So that's really like when we were kind of going through the comments. So that's a, a great thing about our surveys. We get a lot of comments from members. We had over 200 pages of comments. And it kept jumping out again that those soft skills are missing, and that was evident in our survey as well. And it's just those basic skills that mean that their employees are showing up on time, they're polite with customers, they're able to think on their feet, use critical thinking skills. So it's those things that aren't necessarily academic learning, but are still so valuable in a job. So if the small businesses and the employers are looking for that, what were you finding that the the young people were looking for uh, in an employer? So one of the top things that uh, youth told us, because we did a, a youth poll as well on top hmm. of our, our small business poll, they told us that they were really looking for salary. Uh, and yeah, well, we surprise. know that's a little difficult <laughs> right now, especially with minimum wage in Alberta. It was actually, in Alberta, we found that uh, minimum wage was the highest barrier. It was at 65% versus 57% mm. national. And just because youth, as you know, you have to train them to have a job, and yeah. it costs a lot more. Yeah, and we'll get into kind of some of the on-the-job training a little bit later on, but I, this jumped out at me, and I think it was one of the, the highlights that you guys had put out in the news release as well, um, talking about um, schools that are preparing youth for the jobs of tomorrow when reality is small business need workers for jobs of today. Uh, can you expand on that one? 
Yes, for sure. So we kind of took a look at some of the data that we've had from our other Help Wanted reports. And the sectors that are facing the highest job vacancy rates are first in construction and then in what we call the personal services businesses, which can be skilled trades such as mechanics, hairdressers, electricians, etc. So these are the trades. And as you know, in high school, when you're doing well academically, a lot of students are really pushed towards the university path. Yeah. And the trades aren't really you know, put forward as a very viable option for students. So it's they're often overlooked. But trades are so, they can be a really great career. Almost Absolutely. A, they can be as great as a white-collar job. You know, and, and, and I would say, you know, many people out there in those jobs would probably say, yeah, hell yeah, they're a lot better. So we need to do a better job then at making those uh, jobs, the trades, uh, more appealing. And how do we do that? Well, we, we start in the high schools. We start, you know, bringing in business owners. We start making sure that curriculums really reflect the needs of the employer community as well. So an interesting thing that uh, Nova Scotia has actually done, they have a business education council that involves the provincial government, the business community, and the educational institutions to try and incorporate some of the skills that employers are looking for the most. But it's also just, you know, making sure that students and, and parents know that the trades is a viable option. Mm-hmm. My own husband graduated university, and he's actually in the trades now. Yeah, yeah. He had no idea that it could be such a, a fulfilling career, and I don't think we do a good enough job at, at promoting that as a career for, for a lot of students. No, I, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right on that one. One of the other things that, that jumped out on at me, and it, it wasn't necessarily surprising, because when I look back at my, uh, my youngest uh, my youngest son when I was thinking about you know his first job and how that came about um, it was you know a recommendation from his parents me and his yeah. dad to uh, a friend of ours who owned a business um, saying hey you know would you take a chance he needs he needs a first job he's having troubles getting one because we know that that can be really tough when you don't have any experience but be. but found that that tends to be um, one of you know the way that a lot of those first jobs for for, for teenagers come about. And we found that reflected in our research as well. We found that small business owners, in terms of where they look for, for hiring youth, tends to be through referrals because it is a big risk when they take that on. Though we did find that youth tend to look a lot more online these days, especially in social media, it's getting a lot bigger. And we did find that younger business owners, those who have been in business less than a year, tend to post a little bit more on social media. But again, those referrals... When you don't have job experience, you have just maybe one job experience under your belt can be so valuable. Uh, Emily Hayes from the Canadian Federation of Independent uh, Business joining us this afternoon talking about this study, this report uh, that they've done saying that really that high school is not adequately preparing students for the workforce. I'm curious, Chedville, what you think about it. Have schools changed or, you know, why do you think that um, kids are coming out of high school maybe not ready for the jobs maybe like they used to be? And I'm not sure if, if... things have changed over the years or if it's always been this way. Emily, are parents to blame in any way? Uh, I, I wouldn't say blame, but I think they <laughs> d- definitely have a responsibility of also along with the educational institutions of really promoting that importance of the soft skills. Like A lot of business owners have told us in the comments and when we've talked to them that just having a good attitude at work and mm-hmm. being enthusiastic about the job that you're doing, it may not be your dream job 
can go a long way. Yeah. Again, it's that referral from your first job that can really help build your career along the way. So if we're looking at um, maybe trying to emphasize those soft skills a little bit more, like communication and, and problem solving and, and networking, um, what are you recommending? What, what is the foundation or the federation uh, recommending? We're really recommending having the business community really get involved or having the opportunity to get involved in the building of curriculum, similar to what I mentioned is Mm -hmm. happening in Nova Scotia. So just getting some of the employer's feedback on those skills they're looking for the most, I think, would be really valuable. Even having them come into school, just not even maybe even some kids will get inspired to become entrepreneurs themselves. It's just getting getting them aware that these skills are what employers are looking for. It's not necessarily just the academic. It's important, but when you're getting your first job, those soft skills are what's really needed. I know that when I um, graduated college, or to graduate actually college from the broadcasting um, program that I took at Confederation College in Thunder Bay way back when, I had to do a, I had to, way back when, oh my gosh, um, I had to do a placement um, at, a, at a television station to graduate, and I, I think it was six weeks, it was eight weeks, something like that. It was unpaid, which was difficult, um, which was, is, which was yeah. difficult, but I, 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 th- I, I do think that those um, co-ops and internships can be a really, really great thing uh, for kids Absolutely. and for businesses. But we have to make it, we have to make it um, good for both sides. We have to make it viable for the businesses and for the students. How do we do that? Absolutely. And I just want to mention our members are very supportive of work integrated learning, whether it be co-ops or internships. And there's just there's such a value in getting students just maybe aware of a career path that they, they've never been aware of before. We had one funeral parlor, actually, that takes on interns. Hmm. But again, that, that cost can be a barrier. So yeah. things like tax credits, uh, EI credit for youth hires that the, uh, the federal liberal government did promise in their election platform would be really beneficial to kind of offset a little bit of that that cost because those training costs can be quite high. I'm curious, Emily, um, just as we as we wrap this up, I mean, this this um, this this report, this study that was done, you know, it's come it's come across across my desk. It's come across different newsrooms' desks. How do we? <laughs> um, what else are you going to do with it? I mean, how do we get how do we get things done? How do you get things done with this? I mean, if the if the Liberal government made promises to do it and they're not doing it, um, and you're looking at, okay, this would be a really good thing when we talk about uh, workplace learning and co-ops and that sort of stuff, how, how do you try to make change? What, what, should, what should businesses be doing? So businesses should, should definitely look at joining an organization like CFIB <laughs> that can help them lobby for this. But again, we have a team across the country that will really get into the provincial governments and really try and bend their ear to this and really try and change that on the curriculum level. Whereas on the, the federal level where I work, we're going to try and look at more of that cost barrier. Yeah, yeah. So and that I think that's going to be one of the big going ones. going up, yeah. 
Yeah, that is really one of the big ones. I know it was I just and again, it was 30 years ago when I graduated from from college. But I, I on both sides, I mean, it was great for, I guess, the the television station. They didn't have to pay for anything. They didn't have to cover anything. Nothing like that. But for on my side, it sucked big time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really, really did. I got the experience, which was great. But um, when you're trying to juggle, it was a full time. It was a full time placement, wow. but it was a full time placement, eight hours a day. So trying to juggle another job with it was pretty tricky. Anyway, Emily, thank you so much. Uh, It was a very interesting report to read. Um, And the website, if people want to go through it and take a look at it, uh, where should they go? So they should just go to cfib.ca and go down, scroll down to our news release section and you'll find links right there. All right, Emily, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. All right, take it easy. That's Emily Hayes from the uh, Canadian Federation of Independent Business. So what do you think? Um, I'd be curious to know what you think at uh, 630, 630. Um, Our kids, are your kids coming out of school ready for work? Has it changed that much? Smartphones? Can we pinpoint something? Is there something to blame? Are you saying, no, hey, hell yeah, they're ready. They're ready, no problem. Let me know. Canadian Federation of Independent Business saying that high schools not adequately preparing students for the workforce, talking about some of the soft skills that are needed, like communication, uh, workplace communication, problem solving and networking. Uh, also saying that needs to do a better job of promoting careers in the trades. And some of your texts coming in this afternoon from Vermilion. High schools are all about self-esteem and good feelings and kids learn they can't fail and deserve the best then the real world teaches them otherwise big l says hey jay they should make shop class and home ec mandatory those are important skills to learn uh, while you're moving into adulthood this one says uh, from hay lakes the engineers don't build the stuff they design you need your carpenters you need your mechanics you need your machinist you need your millwrights you need your boilermakers Uh, And this one, trades are a reverse career path of university. And then someone else says, yeah, come on, wait until someone's uh, 50 years old and we'll see how good of an idea it was to corner yourself into the trades. Another one uh, says, I know of high schools that are now shutting down auto classes, shutting down woodshop. That eliminates the opportunities within the school for those who maybe don't have the aptitude or the desire or the interest to go into university. Um, Out of Fort McMurray this afternoon saying, hey, Jay, the building trades unions have been actively engaging the students. It's not just business as part of this equation. Labor is active, which is great news to hear. And this one, again, hopefully they improved on CALM, that CALM course. It was the biggest joke of a course in history. Uh, Just think about from Camrose, just think about that high school teacher in Edmonton that got nailed to the cross because he gave out zeros for not doing your work. Imagine not being able to get, imagine uh, not being able to get fired for that. Do you remember that? I remember that very, very well. He was, I think it was a math course, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, so interesting. I know, uh, you know, there's, there's many of us. There's many of us that um, we're not interested in university. We're not 
that didn't have the the grades to go to university, I can tell you right now, I had no interest in going to university um, and certainly didn't have the grades to go to university, even though I did the university prep courses, because back in Ontario, uh, when I graduated from high school, which was what, 1989, you had to go to grade 13 and you had to take at least six Ontario academic credits, OAC courses to even apply to a university, but I, uh, you know, I, I, I passed all of them. I was an average student, but uh, yeah, I think I think we need to do a, a better job and and look at that. And I think parents are, are certainly a part of that equation as well. I know when our youngest uh, decided that he didn't want to be in university anymore, we said, okay, hey, you know what? That's no problem. I think he felt pressured to go to university, um, probably pressure from us which we shouldn't have done. Um, and, you know, maybe just giving him the time, obviously, to figure out what he wanted to do. But, you know, we spent a couple of years. He's got a few credits under his belt, and he's doing really, really well now as an AGM at uh, at, a, at a restaurant chain, and we're very proud of him. But, yeah, different strokes for different folks, eh? Um, it's 2.55. Thanks for joining us on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. We'll take a quick break here for the 3 o'clock news. More talk right after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.